Hi everybody and welcome to a new episode of The New Normal um, in association with Icon Accounting. Today we have Ronan Gallagher who is a friend of Dublin Tech Talks uh, but also Chief Product Officer for Alpha Fintech. Welcome to the show Ronan. Thanks Gavin. How's everything? Yeah, pretty good. It's uh, al- al- almost normal. Um, good to so hear. It's, yeah. Uh, the, the w wfh sometimes is nsfw um, <laughs> but otherwise it's pretty good <laughs> yeah sometimes you want to run away but most times it's all right um so th- thanks mill for joining us today do you want to give us a bit of a background about alpha fintech what you do what your product is and, and kind of yeah th- th- thanks kevin uh, so alpha fintech we're a uh, payments as a service company so we've developed a platform called the alpha hub uh, we primarily provided to uh, to banks, uh, payment companies, some travel companies. Um, our main focus area is a long, long way from here. It's uh, down in, in Asia Pac. So we've clients in places like Thailand, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Malaysia. Um, and we're primarily providing it as a payments parcels and, and fraud. So uh, companies that want to provide e-commerce services, and especially now in 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 the current uh, normal, uh, where you know everything is going online, you see a lot of companies now that they need to start selling products online that they've never done before. How are they going to do their shipping? Um, you know, if you've had companies that were doing click and click, click and collect, or they were doing return to store, you know, what's that going to change for them? Um, so it's a very uh, a very interesting time for the industry. And have you seen businesses quick to adapt? Obviously, it's adapt or die. But have you seen you must have seen businesses that have done it quickly and well, and then people that have just resisted the change still or just kind of come around to it. So uh, one of our clients, um, they're one of the largest department stores in Australia, um, and they've gone from, you know, obviously having a mix of stores in, in, in the big cities and an online presence to being online only. Um, they've had to, um, they've done a couple of major um, sales events yeah, you know, and, and we were seeing um, from one of those sales events, like the traffic um, going up like 300% um, for a weekend. Um, but obviously, uh, obviously for a company like that, uh, there's a major adjustment um, because if you were running a mix, maybe you were doing some click and collect, maybe at the option people would do returns to store. Um, you know, that's all, that's all have had to change. Um, you know, and, and online only and, and, Company like that it's it's not going to replace you know so they're they'll obviously be looking to get those stores up and running um, as soon as possible, um, but the, the online is not going to replace that store traffic one hundred percent, and then even here you know in Ireland it was a good article in the Irish Times yesterday about even little uh, you know local small businesses maybe food provision uh, starting to do um, you know online orders like in Dublin Kish Fish. Um, or doing next day delivery, um, so there's lots of um, lots of business. Like you said, it is at the minute it's adapt or die. It is a case of you need to get cash flow, um, and we see you know local restaurants doing um, you know collection services. Um, it's a very different thing. We 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 got our we got our dinner from one of our uh, local restaurants we like on Saturday night. It's a very different thing of going in to the front door collecting it in a bag and taking it home. Food was still good. The, the ambience, you know, you miss the ambience and things. Um, but there, there are local businesses that, that, you know, they are 
it is a case of adapting now. Um, and, um, you know, this is a kind of a time that, I mean, that phrase, I think it's from, you know, Warren Buffett, you only know who's swimming naked when the tide goes out. Yeah. Um, so you're going to really see, you know, the businesses that are well run, well managed, uh, and maybe that have a spark of creativity um, that are going to do, you know, they're going to succeed and, then, and they are going to keep going. Yeah, I, I just just on the buffer point, it's uh, it's very interesting to see the reliance of a lot of businesses on month week to week or even month to month cash flow. Um, everybody felt that the businesses were doing well, and suddenly you give people four weeks away of and and some of the changes you hear out there that have been sweeping, and some of them are you know disastrous for the businesses. So it's a it might be a point the learning from this downturn compared to the last one was you know cash is always king or revenue you know forward revenue and different things and um, yeah i mean i mean that especially if you move from um you know uh, retail to online hmm. maybe uh, depending on the the company you go with for your payment acquiring um maybe you're on a seven day settlement so you sell something today you don't get paid for it till this day week um, I'm seeing some anecdotal stories that maybe, you know, maybe it's a new business going online or maybe it's in certain industries that might be a 14 day period. So if you think of you're selling stuff today, you're not actually going to get paid for it for two weeks. You have to pay your staff, you have to pay your suppliers. So managing that cash flow and a lot of, you know, a lot of the local, you know, maybe smaller businesses, they, they wouldn't have built up, you know, large cash reserves so uh, cash flow yes cash flow is definitely king yeah and then in relation to the payments environment in general or the you know the future payments environment and and, and how the, the 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 last two three months or even six months in some cases um how, how do you feel that's going to change how we spend or how merchants look at money you know i, I can't remember the last time i had money in my hand at this stage you know it's been click with my phone even you know it's what's my pin number at this stage you know you're, you're trying to remain as contactless as, as possible how, how will we have to adapt as a as a business or as a payments function yeah i mean that's um i mean i mean most you know most retail businesses they they, they have accepted cash they've accepted cards uh, i mean it's really interesting like my corner shop you know you go around for a liter of milk you get the newspaper you know the big signs in the windows i i Put up, put it up on LinkedIn. Like, took a picture of the poster, you know, encouraging contactless. And and this is one of the kind of places that, understandably, in the past they would have said, you know, they would have had a minimum payment amount of say fifteen euro. Yeah. You know, now you're going in, you're you're tapping for for three euro. Um, and 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 there is, uh, there's a great picture of a the Tesco store down in Wexford, handing out the pen pad on a hurl, to keep the social distance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, th I think things like um, increasing um, the limit for contactless payments from 30 euro to 50 euro, I mean, that's a very progressive move because it, it, it brings in more of those transactions. I think they said the average debit card transaction earned was 44 euro. So it brings in more of those transactions into the contactless space. It, it's not that it's going to be seamless and turned on overnight because you saw the bank said, okay, it's going to take, take a couple of weeks. Uh, companies like Tesco came out and said, well, they're not going to be able to do it immediately um, because they have to go around and um, physically update um, every terminal in the store. So it, some, these, some of these things, you know, take time, but definitely, um, definitely the move to 
contactless, I, I think is going to be here to stay. And, and like I said, if people, they're just used to tap, 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 um, you know, going back to the ATM to get out your money to pay with cash, I think is going to, is definitely going to reduce, um, you know, wh whether it'll drive more adoption of mobile um, Google Pay and Android Pay, um, I think a lot of the people that maybe are getting into contactless now, they perhaps haven't been the target market for some of those mobile payment mechanisms. Mm. Um, but then it's the grannies and granddads who haven't used Zoom or FaceTime before. Uh, they're maybe getting ad adapted to these new technologies. So once, once they're able to go out and about, um, you know, I think there will be, will be people encouraged to try, you know, try new things. I, on that very point, I've onboarded my 74-year-old father-in-law to Revolut. Um, you know, he he wanted a, a card that was able, because he's not trustworthy of using his card out in machines or different things like that. So he wanted a card that he could use in a, in a shopping environment that wasn't his main debit card because he pays with cash with everything. You know, so there, there I, you know, that new market will open up to a, a lot of those merchants that, you know, once that there's an environment now, they'll, they'll get used to paying with, with cards and they'll forget, you know, he was cash always. Yeah. Um, I, and I think, I think companies like Revolut, I mean, they've done a couple of interesting things. Uh, I don't know if you've seen within your app, you can now get a virtual card number. You can get yeah. a, a one-time card number. So if you're buying something online and maybe it's with a store you haven't, you know, you're not familiar with or haven't used before, you know, generating a one-time card number, uh, okay, the transaction goes bad, you know, your details are, haven't been stolen. And then I think as well in, in the, uh, maybe you might call it more the informal economy, the likes of Revolut as a payment mechanism is going to be used more and more. So uh, this morning I, I did my uh, online gym class um, by a Zoom uh, Usually I go to one on a Tuesday and Thursday at a quarter past six in the local GA club, which is closed now. Um, but, you know, now making those payments for those classes via Revolut. Um, so I think you're going to see more of those, um, maybe whether it's local food deliveries or things like that, that maybe people, they're not at the stage where they can set up a payment gateway or yeah. payment, pay, payment facilitation on a website, but they can take a payment by Revolut. Uh, or maybe a, you know a PayPal transfer to their email address. It's it's that we talked about a few of our talks before, and the, the the frictionless processes, and people will adapt frictionless processes a lot quicker. So that drive for digital by businesses, it doesn't always have to be as you said that front end payment portal. It can be with with technology at the moment. It can be other devices or other payment channels for for. I, you know, but there is a need to be able to adapt into a digital world. And oh, I, I, absolutely. I think, I think, I think now we'll, we'll, in a way, what peer-to-peer -peer used to mean will, in a way, almost be redefined a little bit. And you know, it's not so much we're talking about Bitcoin wallets or things like that. That you know, it, it, it's me. Uh, I don't know. I owe you twenty euro for something. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. Send it to your Revolut. Uh, I'm going to send it to your PayPal. Um, so that uh, you know how. Like I said, informal transactions, um, you know, more and more of that will become digital. Um, and, and really that whole, um, if the businesses want to thrive and they want to increase their customers, they really do need to, to go digital. And, you know, at the minute, for example, we're, we're going through a, a process with a financial institution and 
you know, having to get a physical um, hard copy of a letter after we'd already sent in the soft copy. Um, you know, so businesses are going to really need to look at, well, how do they onboard people? And the likes of Revolut, you know, digital onboarding or if it's, you know, KBC, um, you know, quite slick onboarding process for opening an account. And, and, and businesses want to thrive, uh, you know, do need to adapt to that and do need to be digital first going forward. And, and, and how is a payment business yourself or, a, you know, a fintech business, have you had to adopt yet into that world or is there a kind of your, your product is robust enough at the moment? Yeah, I mean, we, we primarily, um, we primarily sit behind. So we're, we're a technology that our customers, you know, primarily banks offer to their customers. Um, and, and we're, you know, we're primarily an API first company. So everything we do, everything um, processing payments, if it's doing a shipping request or fraud request, you know, everything's exposed by an API. Uh, onboarding a customer, you know, it's all it's all API based. So we're we're we would hopefully describe ourselves as as a digital first company, um, and and it's 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 getting the, the the market to move that way in the future. Okay, well, and just just a bit more, just around the being a digital, like how's the team set up? Are you all in Ireland? Is it a, a kind of this, you know? No, we're we're pretty uh, we're pretty disparate. Um, we have a team in Ireland um, who are all working from home. Uh, before this, um, you know, we had an office in, in, in East Point, but half the team work from home anyway. Uh, we have people in Melbourne. We have people in Argentina. Um, our headquarters in Singapore. Um, well, we've had interesting things where you know we we had people. <laughs> people in, in, in different countries. And then, you know, uh, the, the lockdowns start to happen. Um, you know, people are racing across borders to get home. Um, so for a couple of weeks, it was kind of a, an interesting thing, wondering, okay, is this person going to get back home? Um, oh, they, they've gone on holidays. They have to be quarantined for two weeks to get back to the office. Um, so it, it, it's been, a, you know, an interesting thing. Um, even actually, you know, one, one, of, one of my team in Dublin is... You know, he went home to um, India, but he's he's effectively stuck there now for a couple of more weeks till the the, the lockdown is lifted there. Um, but yeah, we're all um, it's Google Hangouts and Slack, um, Skype. Um, you know, you, you name it. We're we're running the gamut of of these tools. You you might tell me to stop, but or no, or, or no comment. Are are you building at the moment? Are you maintaining what what kind of you know? It's a lot of businesses are keeping the lights on or just, you know, business as usual. Have you put a halt on new releases? Where, where, where are you at business wise? Uh, no, uh, I, I mean, we, um, we've had a big project um, scheduled to go live in two, two weeks time. Um, so that's full steam ahead on that. Um, I mean, definitely there's things in, in the payments world, like Visa and MasterCard, you know, they're the two big guys. Um, you know they they have a they have what's known as a, an April and October release. They both of them they've postponed their their April release. There's other uh, mandates in the payment industries are, are being deferred. So there are definitely projects um, in the payments world being being let's say postponed or delayed slightly. But but it's full steam ahead for us. We're we're still onboarding um, new people. Obviously, it's not done um, you know not done face to face. You know, uh, it'll be a while before we get them into, you know, into the office and sit down and 
maybe even longer before you can shake hands. Um, but yeah, we're, 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 still, we're still onboarding people um, around the world. And, and have you found that, has that been, you know, it's different, but similar or has there been challenges? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just that little bit different of, um, you know, I, I, in a lot of things, um, you know, even in, you know, business meetings, sometimes, you know, nothing beats a face-to-face um, to get to know the person or, you know, talk about, you know, doing a whiteboard session or something, you're in the room, you can brainstorm, um, you know, you can, you can do all of those things digitally to a certain extent, but there's, I think, a little bit missing. Um, in terms of the recruitment piece, um, I mean, you know, like we're talking now, obviously you can have these types of conversations with people. Um, I don't think you really get to know somebody until you, you sit in a room with them and spend some time with them. Um, you find out... Oh, the the annoying habits, the uh, tapping the pen constantly off the desk. Uh, so maybe, maybe some of these people, you know, we, we brought on, um, they'll be driving each other up the walls when, when they finally get to an office. Um, but I mean, like as a, as a, you know, if you look at lots of companies like, you know, the Shopify operation in Ireland where, you know, everybody works remotely. Um, I think we'll see that a lot of businesses will maybe change how they thought about you know, how work should be, how work should be actioned. You know, the idea that, well, I want to see you in here five days a week. I want to see you here before 9 a.m. I want to see you, you know, you should be the last one leaving. I mean, like all all of that, um, we don't have a dog, so there's been no dog appearing on in in the conference calls. Uh, Lots of kids, the the warning sign in the door so they don't come in. Um, But, uh, you know, I think that, um, the, the nature of the nature of work and, and, and how people are expected to do that. I mean, the idea of spending, you know, a two hour commute in the future, um, you know, if we've got the infrastructure here that enables people to work, uh, work from home and work remotely, um, you know, I, I got, I got to think that a lot of, a lot of businesses in Ireland and around the world are going to think about, well, you know, once, once the current situation is over, do they enable more, uh, you know, flexible policies in, in terms of where people work? Now, on, on, on the flip side, um, you know, there's a lot to be said for, uh, for the social interaction of being in the office. Yeah. I think there's a lot of elements of creativity that you, I don't know, you pick up in a snippet of a conversation. You say, hey, why don't we do something in a different way that, that is lost when you're not in the same room? Um, so I, I, but I think that in the future, I'd like to think that lots more businesses will take things in a more balanced approach. Yeah, we did a, Corfrey did a survey, CFOs, and the cost of going remote, you know, it has to be justified long-term as well. So there's going to be a um, a focus of businesses to justify spending 200, you know, laptops distributed around the, around Ireland or whatever, you know. Um, but it's, it's actually surprising to see how many businesses weren't ready Um on the, the 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 remote options of people still using desktops or you know not being virtualized or you know that kind of environment it was uh you think most companies i haven't had a desktop in about six or seven years you know <laughs> you think companies just will have that but a lot of companies have you know have have, have you know not gone a hundred percent into the into the kind of work from anywhere environment but i think that has changed and i i don't think yeah i know i think it will 
Um, but, but you're right, there is an investment that if, if it was a company maybe doing more of a, a, a back office type process, maybe there's a bit of you know, attrition in the business. Yeah. You know, having, having everybody virtual or everybody remote for that, um, you're right, that there is a, there is a cost um, there is a cost of it, but I think I think there will be certain certain companies that will suit very well. Um, last couple of things um, in relation to you know payments now and, and and kind of even even things that businesses are trying to do to survive around um, you know pre-purchasing vouchers and different things like that. If they don't come back, what what what's the kind of environment there? To, to get refunds is that a is that a, a merchant side of things or, or what? Uh, I mean I think it's it's there's some very interesting things I mean even from I I, I involved in my local GA club um, for example we we were due to have an Easter camp two weeks ago we had people registered um, prepaid obviously camp can't go ahead um, you know we've had to refund everybody you know that, that there's a there's a cash flow element there. Um, I mean, there, I know there's a drive at the minute for maybe perhaps, you know, buying vouchers for businesses to keep them open. Um, there is a risk that if the business doesn't reopen, you know, that voucher is, is generally worthless. Uh, if the business doesn't reopen, you're not going to get a refund. Um, so then you're looking at contacting your, um, your bank. Uh, and initiating a dispute or a chargeback, mm. which will take, uh, you know, there'll be a sort of a, a cycle to that. Um, you have to get supporting letters and evidence together. Um, but then ultimately, it'll come back to um, the acquirer of, of, say, the restaurant or the business that sold the voucher. Uh, I mean, I think in places like travel, that's going to be especially interesting. I mean, before, before this all kicked off, we saw, obviously, you know, Fly B went... Um, went into administration in the UK. This morning, Virgin Australia, who I've flown with a couple of times, they've gone into administration. You've got a lot of these um, airlines, they might be uh, pre-selling seats 11 months in advance. Um, so you've got a lot of, a lot of potential uh, money out there. Mm. Um, we had a flight to um, Bratislava in, in, in mid-March, uh, with Reiner, we got refunded, um, but now I hear that Reiner are changing their policy that they're they're issuing vouchers. So we've got a flight to Northern Italy in in July, which I don't think we'll be getting on. Um, so there's going to be a lot of. Um, I, I think once this is over, there is going to be a bit of you want to call it maybe uh, maybe fallout. Um, you know, because there there will be, you know, services weren't able to be rendered. Maybe pay somebody who's paying for a gym subscription. Um, you know, what happens if the gym doesn't reopen? Um, people, if there are other kind of services, um, you know, health insurance premiums is going to be some rebate, whether it's going to be some rebate on motor insurance premiums. But there's lots of services people were potentially paying forward for. Um, even the likes of tickets to shows um, or tickets to sporting events. I mean, Leinster Champions Cup, Champions Cup quarterfinal didn't happen. Um, not sure if it's going to happen this year. Um, I know Ticketmaster and Live Nation in the US, um, you know, there's been a bit of uh, flack um, in the last couple of days about their policies there. So it'll be interesting to see for all of these shows that are being cancelled, um, you know, what the, what the ticketing agencies or what the venues are going to do there. So just to round up things, payments 2021, how, how does the environment look or even 2020 
come September, October, you know, how, how does things look or what's the kind of future going to be? Uh, I mean, I mean, increasingly, increasingly it's going online. Um, I, I think you'll find that, I think you'll find it's going to take some time for customer confidence to come back of actually going to the high street. Um, you know, if, if you think of, think of Grafton Street on Christmas Eve, the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, it's Claudia. So it's packed with people. You know, are, are, are people this, uh, this Christmas going to still be that confident to be, you know, in that kind of environment? So I, I, I will say that there's definitely going to be more and more businesses that, that uh, if they're not already focused online, have to invest in that. And, you know, there's lots of Irish businesses like um, eShop World. Um, they provide sort of this sort of online platforms for a lot of brands. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of, uh, I think, investment in, in, in online platforms. Um, obviously, an increasing use of um, digital payments, contactless payments, um, not, without, uh, not without some risks, I think. I think the, the whole concept of tap, tap, tapping, um, you know, there's a lot to be said that taking your money from your wallet, you actually know how much you're spending each time. You know, you have a vague idea. Well, okay, that's that's two hours salary I'm after spending here. Yeah. But uh, doing the constant tap, um, you know, it, it's I think it's going to be you know interesting in terms of uh, people perhaps maybe lose the the concept of the, what the value of money is and and, and what they what they've actually uh, paid for. But it's definitely it's. It, it, it's online, um, full steam ahead, and really the, the you know, the high street, um, you, you know, to get people in, it, it will be about, I think, experiences. You know, it'll be about the smells of products. It'll be, you know, like you said, you know, the smell of a bakery when you go to a supermarket. Mm. Um, you know, what are department stores going to do? Uh, to entice people in the door, so the 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 shopping experience as a as an event, uh, and not just a transaction. I think lots of businesses have been trying to go with the experience for a while, um, but I think this again, it's the adapt or die type, type of mentality at the moment. Um, thanks, Mill, for your time, Ronald. Um, I will put all your contact details and uh, the website for the business underneath the post. Uh, thanks, Mill, for giving us your time, and we'll speak to you soon. Delighted, Gavin. Okay, take care. Stay home, stay live, save lives. <laughs>